Alhamdulillah, in Ahmadahu, and Astainahu, and Astaghfiruhu, and Umunuluhi, and Astaghfiruhu. When I would be lahim in Shururi and Fusina, women say ya at the Amani. May Allah Salamu Billah, or may you live who fell a hardy Allah. When I should have Allah in Allah, in Allah, who washed Sallallahu ta'ala ala alihi wa sallam. Amma ma ta'amu lillahi minash shaitanu nabiyyina bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qala rabbuna alladhi a'ta kulli shay'in khalqahu thumma hada. Subhana rabbuka lamal ilmika illa yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleena walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa rasul. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Rabb, the one who has raised us, nurtured us, granted us each and every single thing since the moment we were born. He granted everything, its very existence, its creation, and then he guided it how to live. Now, if you look in this world around us, even if you look at most animals, when they're born, they already have guidance. When the dolphin gives birth, the baby dolphin doesn't crawl. It knows how to swim. Born in water. Allah The human beings, that we are born very weak. You cannot find this. Illa mashallah. 99% of the rest of the animals do not have this period. Where they're babies, where they cry, where after two years they crawl, three years they talk. Their infancy is very short. Or, like I told you, they're born running. And the horse gives birth to a baby horse, immediately the horse can walk. It never crawls. Immediately it can walk. Allah Akbar. We are zaif. Physically. We're not the strongest creation on earth. We're not the largest creation on earth. <coughs> but... The type of hibah Allah SWT gave us is much more than he gave the animals. The dolphin may have been given the hidayah to swim. The horse may have been given the hidayah to walk and run. Allah SWT gave us insan the hidayah how to attain Jannah al-Firdos. The hidayah how to become the mahboob of Allah SWT, the makbul of Allah SWT, the beloved of Allah SWT, accepted to Allah SWT. Allah Ta'ala gave us hidayah towards his wilayah, how to become the beloved friend of Allah Ta'ala. Allah This is an incredible thing. Incredible thing. It goes much further beyond just praying in the masjid. Now I know that there's a big issue that there's a whole lot of people who don't even pray salah. There's a whole lot of people who pray salah may not even pray salah in the masjid. But if those people who prayed salah in the masjid took their mission of being all the way to wilaya, then the people who pray Salah in the masjid will be able to fix everyone who is outside the masjid. But if we just keep ourselves to our basics, hmm, and we have a whole bunch of sins running along with it, and a whole bunch of hypocrisies in our heart, and a whole bunch of zooms <laughs> that maybe some of us do to wives or parents or children or partner or colleague or brother, then we won't be able to change the people around us. Then we're just benefiting ourselves. We won't be able to benefit others. Summa hada, Allah is al-hadi. 
He's always giving hidayah. This is the nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is dying in his sifat. Always giving hidayah. Even when the person is sinning, Allah Ta'ala is giving them hidayah. Even when they're betraying Allah Ta'ala, He's giving them hidayah. Even when they sleep to Fajr, He's giving them hidayah. He's Al-Hadi. Always giving hidayah. So what were we supposed to do? We were supposed to always be striving towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Always working towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Non-stop. This is the fire that Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam lit in the hearts of the Sahaba. From the moment they accepted Imam, till the moment they died, non-stop Sahaba Ikram were becoming closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Non-stop. Their whole life was like that. If you want to understand, the best example you can find today is the way people run after dunya. You will find that there are some people who, from the moment they earn their first pound or penny, until the moment they die, non-stop they're chasing dunya, earning dunya, increasing their dunya, improving their dunya, planning dunya, <coughs> dreaming about dunya, desiring dunya, and it never ends. Imagine, just imagine if a person was like that about deen. It means to have a craze for deen. Not just to be on deen, to have a craze for deen, to have a passion for deen. And in this day and age, until you have that craze and passion for deen, you won't be able to save yourself from sin. Because the type of dunya me and you are living in now is different. It's a dunya of craze. It's a dunya of nafs. It's a dunya of passion. Until you plug your heart into a higher high. We say in York English that the only way to get off a high, somebody's addicted to alcohol, liquor, somebody's addicted to drugs. The only way to unhook them off from that addiction is to make them addicted to a greater high, a higher high. And that's called deen. Deen of Islam is the greatest high. The pleasure of deen, the halawat, the sweetness of imam. The look in salah, the feeling when you do dawah, the feeling when you make zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the feeling when you learn ilm, you learn tafsir, that is a high that is unparalleled, unmatched by anything you can get in the dunya. Our problem is we rarely touch that. We rarely experience that. Even the people who pray salah regularly, they rarely experience the closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in salah. They don't have qurb, they have salah but without qurb. They have family, but they don't have sukoon. Allah Subhanahu mentioned about wife in Quran, about spouse, that the husband and wife should be sukoon for each other. Allah said in Quran, he says, Mawadda wa rahma. Mawadda means kind, soft, <coughs> tender affection. Rahma means mercy between the spouses. Sukoon, mawadda, and rahma. So people are married, but they don't have these three things. People pray salah, but they don't have kurb. People have iman, but they don't taste the sweetness. What is this? This is just an outward shell. An outward shell of deen. Hmm? And that's why when you try to raise the next generation in England, if you have the outward shell, they won't. They won't be attracted towards deen. They will see, yes, that my father has beard, and my father has turban, my father wears this clothing. But they will see how my father talks to my mother. They will see how my father behaves with me. When they see that, the beard and turban and clothing means nothing to them. Hmm? They will judge you on your bottom. The next generation will judge their elders on their bottom. 
Yes, we will say that no, no, mashallah, your elders, they established a community, they made the masjid, they made maktab, they did all these sacrifices, all for you. They won't see any of that. They won't be able to appreciate that. They will look straight into the button. They will look at the morals, character, feelings, behavior, interaction of that person. Hmm? All Hikmat can be there. So many youth who meet us, and they ask them, you know, why is it that you're distant from this? You'll be amazed how many of them point to their community, their own community, their own elders. Hmm? That's why I'm distant from this. These youth are very perceptive. Their hearts are very perceptive. They can feel these things. They can sense these things. Then maybe, yes, it might be some effort of Tabliq, some Alam, some Shaykh, who wakes them up and attracts them towards Deen. But then Deen becomes something separate from their family. Their Deen is separate from them. They have their own journey of Deen. How sad is that? The deen should have been a family affair. Deen should have been a community affair. Hmm? So in these small, this is what Allah Ta'ala is putting in my heart, in these small communities, I mean, in me, relatively speaking, small community, like Burnley, where you have few masajid, few people, because on the way over here, the fellow who brought me here just on this house five minutes, he says, everybody in Burnley knows everybody else. Allah because I was asking for you different masjid, you know the place I'm going to. Oh, I said, oh, no. Everybody in Burnley knows everybody else. That's like Jannah. Yeah, that Jannah, everybody in Jannah will know everybody else. It's a lesson for you. We were created to live in a community. If there was any place to live alone, it would be Jannah. You will meet Anbiya, you will meet Sahaba, you will meet one another. Inshallah, Allah Ta'ala grant us a life of Jannah. It's not just enough to make dua for Jannah. You have to go all the way. Allah Ta'ala grant me Jannah, grant me the life that leads to Jannah. Grant me the amal that will grant me Jannah. Grant me the akhlaq that will grant me Jannah. Grant me the sifat that leads me to Jannah. Grant me the family life that leads to Jannah. Grant me the private life that leads to Jannah. So, <coughs> this is a big problem. In Jalwat, in Masjid, we all become a This is a big problem. Agar Allah Ta'ala ham Mawlvi ka member ke imtahan lai Har Mawlvi jannah chal jayega Ke member masallah ka chahe Allah Ta'ala ke baat Or agar Mawlvi da'i shaykh ka ghar ka imtahan lai If Allah Ta'ala takes our exam on our private life Our alone life Our secret life Allahu alam how many of us Shayukh and ulama Let alone ordinary people How many would be able to go to jannah It's up to Allah Ta'ala you know, let me tell you something about what will happen on the day of Jishma. There will be many people, many people, who go to Jannah because of just one good deed. And there will be many people who go to Jahannam because of just one sin. Just one. The best way to explain to the youth, because in this country they love this game, which we call soccer, you call it football. 
You're more correct because you played with your foot. Hmm? All right. Now, many of these soccer matches, World Cup, final, championship, whatever, you look at the score, 1-0. That's it. One goal made a difference. Many of these matches, 1-0. And there may be four years after the World Cup and so many years, so many matches, and end of it was just one goal. Just like that on the Day of Judgment. There will be some people that one good day, and for many of them, they won't even remember that good day. Some good deed that you can't even remember. And there will be some people who will go to Jahannam because of one sin, that even that sin they couldn't remember. They couldn't remember it. They'll be stunned. They will say, what is it about this book? It is not left out even the smallest <coughs> sins Sahira, or it is not even left out the major sins Kabira. First came Sahira and Quran. The first thing they will be stunned, it hasn't even left out the minor sins. Let me tell you something more scary. Nadiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in Hadith that the first person who will go to Jahannam. Now, if you don't know the Hadith, and I was to ask you, who do you think is the first person who will go to Jahannam? Maybe somebody would say Abu Jahal. Maybe somebody would say, Abu Lahab, it's in Quran. Hmm? Maybe somebody would say, Faraon. Hmm? No, no. <laughs> Allah Akbar. First person who will go to Jannah, Jahannam, listen to Hadith of Nabiya Kareem Shaheed, and he is Muslim, Mu'min, Shaheed. Second, some type of Dai, Alim, Qari, somebody who is doing work of deep. Hmm? I'm expanding the Hadith so, we, so it applies to as many of us as possible, so as many of us get scared. Hmm? And third, Sakhi uh, means a generous person who gave charity. Hmm? It's strange, we'll be talking Shaheed, martyr, somebody who gave charity, expand that to any good benefit for the community. And third, any type of caller, teacher, preacher. Yes, because there is one problem in that. Only one problem is mentioned in Hadith. One problem. What is that? And the problem is that they had some, what we call riyah. <coughs> they had dikhawa in Urdu. In English means whatever good they did, they didn't do it only for Allah subhanahu wa They did it also. Remember these two words, only and also. If you remember these two words, then I'm going to explain this more. If you just take away two words from tonight, only and also, you will be, inshallah, steadfast on this. So this person was shaheed, yes. He did it for Allah ta'ala, yes. Even that's not, he did it for Allah subhanahu wa but he didn't do it for Allah Ta'ala only. He did it for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, but also so that people would remember him and praise him. How brave he was. Then it would be said to him on the Day of Judgment, and so it was said about you that you were brave. Then Allah Ta'ala will order the angels whose duty it is to throw people into Jahannam to take that shaheed, flip him over, drag him upside down, and cast him face first into Jahannam. Nothing else will be looked at. Allah will not look at anything else. Nothing else is mentioned in And surely, 
That person must have prayed so much salah, fasted so much Ramadan. Allahu Alam, maybe he was a wonderful husband, wonderful father, nothing. Allah Ta'ala looks at this one thing. Is amal me ikhlas yunaytha or salty sat yunaytha. Mukhlisina lahuddin. Alalullahi dinah. Khalis. Why wouldn't you pure only for Allah? Only. Why the also? Why the also? He can say, I prayed salah only for you. Why also in your shahadah? I did hajj only for you. Why also in shahadah? I fasted only for you. Why also in shahadah? Same thing for the person who's generous. Okay, I'm responsible. Cancel his charity. Forget it. Delete the charity. Because he did it also so people would call him generous. <coughs> Same story in his And people used to call him generous. People maybe put his name on the building, put his name in front of the masjid. Hmm? Look at what else he did. Hmm? No. Why? Because the Mahajjitin wrote that first he has to burn in Jahannam for the also. First. Then after burning in Jahannam for doing it for someone other than Allah Ta'ala also, then he will be taken out. And then, on the basis of his salah and hajj and other good deeds, he can go to Jahannam. But first he must burn. Why also? And for us, and again I'm expanding the deed, any type of da'i, alim, non-alim, sheikh, non-sheikh, tabliki, sufi, any type of maulvi, imam, any type of da'i, Anybody who did any work of deen, did it 100% only for Allah Ta'ala, did it even 1% also. People call him Hazrat, people call him Mufti, people call him Sheikh, people say, oh, mashallah, you did so much work. You had 1% also? Allah Ta'ala, you have to go into Jannah. Only. This is real Tawheed. Tawheed isn't just to believe that Allah Ta'ala is one. So he is to live your life only for that one. That's cool. You have to follow up and follow through. There's a big thing. There's two major things I'm going to keep telling you tonight. Only and also. And follow up, follow through, go all the way. Like in dunya, if ever somebody starts something and they don't finish it, right? And people get upset that you left it unfinished, you started the renovation, you didn't complete it. You have to follow up and follow through, execute all the way to completion. It's the same thing in being. Same thing in being. I'll give you another example of only and also, and that is called love. Allah SWT will not accept any unlawful love in the heart of a person. That those who have iman, they're extremely intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Extremely intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The heart belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will not accept roommates in your heart. Right? Roommate number one, her name is Ghair Mahram. Yeah. And there's three billion of them walking on earth. And that's Allah. Allah Akbar. Ghair Mahram. If you have any lust or attraction for ghair mahram, unlawful love and then unlawful interaction with ghair mahram, Allah SWT can never accept it. These are amazed. I've seen people who had a lot of effort in being, but they fall into the sin. Sooner or later, if they don't make tawbah from it, Allah SWT drags them down. This is an unpardonable sin because it's like a shirk of the heart. 
مٹھائی کے طریقے درج کیا ہے دیکھا شرک خفی اٹس شرک ان دا ہارٹ آؤٹر شرک از ٹو ہیو اے معبود ادر دین اللہ تعالی ان انر شرک از ٹو ہیو ا حرام محبوب ان اس علام محبوب یور لوکلی ود ایڈوائز یور پیرنٹس یور چلڈرن ٹو ہیو ا حرام محبوب ادر دین اللہ تعالی people can get away with this for a certain period of time and then Allah Ta'ala at one point will necessitate that you must make Tawbah and if you don't make Tawbah, Allah has Allah Ta'ala punishes a person for this sin hmm? this is the first sin, only sin, only not all sins hmm? that I love Allah Ta'ala and I love her also Allah Akbar huh? it's not going to work it's not going to work A simple example, Fajr Salah. I love Allah Ta'ala, but I love my sleep also. It won't work. It can't work. We think that we should eat so much in the evening, that Allah Ta'ala has given us the love of the Salaatu Khairu Mina Naum. This is the same thing. This is so much difficult that the prayer is better than the prayer. You have also given us the love of the Salaatu Khairu Mina It means in English, the Muslim says that prayer is better than sleeping. Of course, prayer is better than sleeping. Why would Allah SWT need the Muslim to say that to us? But that's how much hidayah Allah is giving us. That's part of his hidayah. That's the soft, tender hidayah. Hmm? And then we still sleep through it. Hmm? That means I love Allah Ta'ala. It doesn't mean because a person does love Allah Ta'ala. If you ask any believer, any Muslim, Even with a drop of Iman in their heart, even they say, I never pray, I do every sin. You ask them, you love Allah Ta'ala? say, yes, I love Allah Ta'ala. I do love Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? But the problem is what? Also. <laughs> I love Allah Ta'ala, I love my sleep also. I love Allah Ta'ala, I love interest also. Hmm? If you can't enough to get the homes on interest, hmm? I have to buy the homes on interest. Alhamdulillah, in America, this is very rare. Amongst the religious, obviously, there may be non-practicing Muslims in America. Here in the UK, I've met so many practicing Muslims who come to Masjid who buy and bought their homes on interest. And let me also explain to you what Toba is. Toba doesn't mean that you bought a big house on interest, you spend 20 years paying it off, and you say sorry for two minutes. That's enough. موسیقی That the only Tawbah will be accepted, not the one second Tawbah in home. Most sins that will work. Most sins. But he writes, and it's his view, Allah Allah. Allah Ta'ala wants to forgive somebody, there's no condition. But he writes that there are some sins that are so great. The only Tawbah Allah will accept for the Farz Hajj on Yom of Arafah, the person cries and begs Allah Ta'ala to forgive him for this sin. What it means is that they realize <coughs> that big sin requires big tawbah. Hmm? Not that big sin and small tawbah. And what really should be there is small sin and big tawbah. That's the idea. Hmm? Even for a small sin, a person makes big tawbah. So what was the problem there? 
I love Allah Ta'ala, but I love money also. Hmm? <coughs> you ask somebody who doesn't, who doesn't, if you ask him, do you love Allah Ta'ala? say, yes. Yes, I love Allah Ta'ala. But what it means, I love money also. So you have to change the also to only. That's what you only, 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 amal for Allah, only, heart for Allah, only. That's called Tawheed. That's called Tawheed. Hmm? And there's another problem some people have. They, 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 they love themselves. Which we can say in Arabic is called Ujuf. In Urdu it's called Khud Pasandi. In English it's called Vanity, Conceit. They love themselves. Love themselves. Means I, I, me. It's an English and me, myself, and I. It's a three member committee. Shura, me, myself, and I, with rotating Amir. That's the way they are in life. That's it. You know, Sheikh Ashraf Ali has mentioned that the greatest attribute, and again, that's his view, Allah Ta'ala knows that, that his, he mentioned that the greatest attribute, the greatest sifat of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu the greatest attribute in his akhlaq hamida, akhlaq azima, was this that he had no ujub. No ujub. He came in Fatah Makkah, what did he do? Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu he bowed as low as he could on his horse. Alhamdulillahi wahda nasara abda. Not nasara rasula. Nasara abda. He didn't want to feel that I'm victorious. He didn't want to feel I'm conquering. He didn't want to feel I'm now prophet conquering or re-establishing Makkah Makkah. Nasara abda. In tashahud what did we say? Ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasulu. Who taught us Sayyidina Rasulullah The first testify that I'm slave. First you will say that. Then say Rasulullah. First and foremost, I'm slave. Second, I'm prophet. Allah for us, obviously, first and foremost, he is prophet. He taught us. So I want when you testify to me, you should say like that. Greatest of creation, the single great, and he knew it. Allah told him, You are the greatest of all creation. You know, in this world, somebody makes you number one of anything. You're number one at your club, you get number one in your class, you get number one in Madrasa. Hmm? It gets to you, you can start feeling it. Sayyidina Rasulullah, number one in Anbiya, number one in creation. He had zero ujjah. Why? Why? Because only Allah. And Allah, this is the first lesson of God. Alhamdulillah. Tamam tarif sirf Allah ta'ala ko sajkin. Tarif az khud. Allah hi ke liye. Tarif bazaat khud. Sirf Allah ko sajkin. All praises, praise itself is only proper to Allah subhanahu wa Which is alhamdulillah means Allah is everything. You are nothing. Right there in the first words of Surah Al-Baqarah. Finish it. <coughs> Alhamdulillah. Hmm? You talk well, you give good bayan, you're a big scholar, you're a big dai, 
you accomplished a lot in this world, you earned a lot of money, you worked really hard, you do a lot of community service, you served the community for 20 years, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala is everything, you are nothing. Only, not also. Also, also, also comes in. Also, no, also, only, only Allah. And if Sayyidina Rasulullah himself was on this, this is also Sunnah. It's not the only sunnah, right? The real sunnah is this. Hmm? And from the heart, they have the sunnah of heart of Nabiya Kareem That's the real sunnah, Sahabah That's why deen spread. That was done through heart. Hmm? That was done through heart. It's very difficult to have that sunnah. Very difficult. That's the whole effort. The real effort of what? In Quran is called Tazkiyah, later Mashai called it Tasawwuf. Actually, it just means how to get Sunnah hearts. And every <coughs> Sunnah heart doesn't just mean a Sunnah character, it also means Sunnah feeling. It's very important. Because many people, they just think there's action and there's Adab. There's another thing called Ahwal. The Sunnah feelings of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What does that mean? To have the same Yaqeem. You can't have the exact He's the model, he's the target. Sunnah yakin, Sunnah tawakkul, Sunnah love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sunnah fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, Sayyidina Rasulullah feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, if you add up all the khawf and khashiyah, all the fear of all of the ummah on one side, and the fear of Nabi Kareem sallallahu on the other side, he had more fear and he had more love. <laughs> if you had all the love that all the ummah has for Allah subhanahu wa and just the love that Nabi Kareem sallallahu has for Allah subhanahu he has more love. Pure love, pure fear. Only love for Allah and only fear of Allah. La tafshohum wa shohni. Don't fear them anything. But show me only fear me. Only, not also. <coughs> when you come on this way of life, you'll never miss Fajr and Shah. You can't miss Fajr. Is this the purpose of your life? Just like a person who says, I'm only a student, he can never miss an exam. A person says, oh, I'm only a simple miss. He's a father of Mazuru. Open a Mazuru to Kabi Kazanik. Kabi Nikazaka. Whenever they think there's some, a person thinks that there's something else, like some other identity, some other aspect of them, that can come in conflict with the identity of being the servant and slave of Allah subhanahu so when people talk about yakin, this is yakin only. That's the life of yakin, the lifestyle of yakin. Whenever you have also, you can't have yakin. You can't have yakin. Hmm? Sometimes it's your own effort. You know, Allah Ta'ala will help me, but I have to help myself also. That's a very tricky thing. 
right? Because you do have to make use of asbab. Doesn't mean that if you don't do anything, right? But when you make use of asbab, even then Allah Ta'ala is helping you. You're not helping yourself. Even then Allah Ta'ala is helping you. Hair is required to your example, which then he gave you only an op. Easy to word for children and youth learning. Second, I told you is that you have to go all the way <coughs> and do. All the way and do. Now, practically speaking, what you should start with is not by adding anything. Lots of times people say, give me more zikr to do, give me more to do. No. Whatever you're doing, do it better. Try that first. If you can't do what you're doing better, there's not much point in doing more. They say, no, if you don't have to eat this food, then there will be no So where should you start? I mean, a very basic thing. Your salah. Your five times salah. Hmm? You said, you don't have to read it. You don't have to read we tell people in Urdu In English it means that people, especially from our Pakistani you know, gourmet culture, you would not like to have one bland meal. Even if salt is left, immediately it's sent back, namak kame, minute kame, unlike it, minute zyada. You would every meal must be tasty and pleasurable. So why shouldn't every salah be like that? Every cup of tea must be sweet to whatever level of sweetness you like. So why shouldn't every sajda be like that? It's about your attitude. Our attitude and our niyat is not to take it all the way. Even the way the children are trained, what are they taught? They are taught that niyat is this for salah. I'm going to say four kalpar, salah to zohar, so Allah ta'ala is facing the kibla. Finish the sentence. I'm going to pray four kalpar, salah to zohar, for Allah ta'ala, facing the kibla, to feel close to Him and to forget the whole world. Niyat me dakhli niyat. Inna malamalu bin niyat. You should make this part of your niyat in every salah, in order to get the closeness to Allah subhanahu wa Because Allah Ta'ala said in the Quran, that ayat of sajda, I will say in English, Allah Ta'ala said, make sajda and get kurb. Make sajda and get kurb. Hmm? That should be your niyat. That should be your intention. Hmm? You should view salah like that. We don't think like that. When you make that your mission in Salah, then you will linger and maybe pray longer ruku, longer sujood. Then you will feel sad, I don't know much Quran. Most of us, we hardly know Quran. When you want, you will easily. Even we, we, I personally in my life met a person. He was my host in Multan. Allah Ta'ala used my body to have His hair was white. His beard was white. 
His eyebrows <laughs> were white, his eyelashes were white. And he became Hafiz of Quran and Bible. Why? Because he had this desire. He had this desire that I want to pray long salat. He just started. And once he started, he started enjoying so much. He didn't stop till he finished memorizing the whole Quran. So we may, that's an example like I told you of taking it all the way. So focus on your salat. I'll give you more practical steps. You have to try something. I'll give you one example. If you have a day off, whether it's Saturday, Sunday, or whatever, even I'll give you a simple amal to do. On your day off, at least one day, not every day off, try this for one day, once in your life, try this. That all five salah, you will arrive in the masjid before the mu'adhan says Allah. Tell Allah, but it means in English that you have to have some yeah you have to have some way of loving Allah Swam. You have to reach out to Allah Swam. You have to do something different. You have to shake your life up. That's it. That's it. That's enough for you. Believe me. Try it. And you will see this is a big zikr. And then obviously when you come and you come before Adhan, then you listen to that Adhan. You will enjoy that Adhan. You will say, the way I enjoyed Adhan that day, I don't think I ever enjoyed it before. I really listened to it with my heart. I came to Masjid to hear Adhan. I came to masjid to hear adhan in a relaxed way inside the masjid. And from adhan to ikama, I only did ibadah. Maybe I read Quran, maybe I made some istighfar, maybe I made some dua, maybe I made some zikr. And after ikama, believe me, you see how you pray that salah. I'll give you an example from, because you're in northern areas, so it must be cold over here in the winter. So there's something called the engine block heater. What does it mean that when you can't do a cold start, you have to warm up the engine and let it run a little bit before you can drive? It's the same thing in Salah. Many of you try to do cold start. You're totally deep thinking about dunya. Deep in dunya. And you come here and you try to do cold start. It's not going to work. It doesn't work. We've even had people tell us even I've experienced this myself. Make you feel together. Sometimes after you're busy in some worldly task, it comes time for salah. You tell the person, okay, look, I need to pray salah. I'll be right back. Okay? So you go, you pray your salah. You come right back. And you resume the conversation. But you return so fresh, so into it. Hmm? Cold start. Cold start. You have to warm up. Try to come. This is a sunnah. The ulama written this in books. It's not a sunnah in the Kareem so Muslim. The word sunnah is being used as an example. It was a sunnah of Sahaba. Al-Intizar al-Istalaam. They used to make this salah. 
because there were no watches there. There was no set time in the Kama. They would hear the Adhan and then they would come to the Masjid and they would wait. And whenever Sayyidina Rasulullah, he's Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Imam. Can you imagine praying a Salah like that? Imagine praying Salah behind the Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then imagine hearing new Quran for the first time. Because sometimes, many times, when Sahaba, the first time they heard Quran, was when Sayyidina Rasulullah would recite that new, revealed verses in Salah. Imagine the enjoyment and delightment of a Salah like that. Hmm? They would sit and they would wait. Al-intidharul salah Waiting. Warming up. Hmm? Warming up. So try that one day. Okay, if you can't do all five salah, try for one salah. One day of your life, one salah. Make this near that I will come before Adhan, and from Adhan to Ikama I will make Ibadah. Then see if your salah gets fixed. I'm going to practically tell you. I'm not going to come and tell you, fix your salah, and that's how you have to do it. I'm telling you practically how to do it. It's not magic. It's a simple thing. Make near all the way. Then if I'm praying salah to get your kurs, Come early, do some warm-up before salah. Okay, even easier step. <coughs> if you can't fix your whole salah, fix one sajda. Fix one sajda. One. One time you go down in sajda, make me a dhaza. I'm not going to lift my head until I see some closeness to you. Utna name it. And believe it won't take long. It's not going to shake. How can I make that intention? I will get stuck for half an hour. No. <laughs> When you want Allah SWT, Allah SWT starts wanting you. The golden rule. Just try it. And yes, the opposite is danger. Hmm? If you don't want Allah SWT, there's a danger he may stop wanting you. He doesn't do it initially. He's al-hadi. He keeps wanting you, keeps wanting you, keeps wanting you, but then there comes a time in a person's life <laughs> for so long they didn't want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala stopped wanting them. That's the meaning of Dalal actually. Salah will never make somebody go astray. He lets them go astray. That's what it means that Allah ta'ala is modeled that he misguides. Start wanting Allah Ta'ala, He will start wanting you. Keep on wanting Allah Ta'ala, He will keep on wanting you. Allah Ta'ala brought to the Dhamma. Means in English, said in this path of love, in this journey of love, you just have to crawl. You just have to take baby steps. Meaning the Hadith puts it in the Sahih Bukhari that the Prophet said, Allah Ta'ala said, I'm with my servant when my slave draws near to me. When he comes to me a hand span, Allah Ta'ala says, I draw to him an arm's length. Then Atani Yamshi, if he comes to me walking, my mercy comes to him fleeing. Hmm? What does it mean? But Allah Ta'ala put us first. First, we have to show the Talab that Allah Ta'ala will want us. It's in Quran also. Allah Ta'ala in Quran. You remember me, Allah says, I will remember you. But first, first you will remember me. First. It's another thing we sometimes tell for the youth. Like only and also we tell them first things first. First things first, second things second. What's first, Allah? Allah's first. Who's first? You remember me, Allah says, I will remember you. 
those who strive for us, first us, Allah says, we will surely send hidayah on them. Subhanallah to many, many paths leading to us. You have to take the first step. Your shaitan is not your There's only one place in the Quran where it's received uh, the sequence. It's Allah first. That ayah is for those people whom Allah Ta'ala loves. Yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu. Yuhibbuhum, he, Allah loves them. Wa yuhibbunahu, and they love him. Here in the ayah, the first mention was, he loves them. What does it mean? Many people in being, they think that to become the mahbub, beloved of Allah, is the final stage. No. If you have a drop of Iman, you're already mahbub. It begins by being the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have given you tawfiq and Iman, you're already his beloved. The question is, can you become his lover? That's the challenge. Hmm? You're already mahbub. Can you become muhib? <laughs> so first things first, and you have to take it all the way. So if in Salah you have talab for Allah's Ta'ala, you will see yourself, Allah Ta'ala will give you those feelings. Then the Salah will change you. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تَنْهَا إِنَ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ That the Salah stops a person. Now he prevents a person from fohsh. Fohsh means the immodest, shameless acts, wal munkar, and those things that Allah Ta'ala has mm, repudiated. Alright? But you will find that many people, they pray salah and they do fohsh. And they pray salah and they do munkar. So what does it mean? Quran can't be wrong. Allah Ta'ala is never wrong. It means they're not praying real salah. If they were praying real salah, <coughs> real salah would have prevented them from these things. So what type of salah they're praying? They're praying outward salah, apparent salah. They're praying heartless salah. Their heart isn't in it. Their body is in it. Their tongue is in it. Their heart isn't in it. Just like if you talk to somebody and you can tell they're not really, you get upset. You say, Aap lagte hai, aap <laughs> Are you talking to me or you seem to your mind and heart seem to be somewhere else? And then you may even get upset with such a person. You say, well, don't talk to me, you know. Why are you talking to me if you're not really focused on me? This is Allah's Ta'ala's ilm and tahammuk. Allah's Ta'ala's Don't worry, everything I say in Urdu I repeat in English. You don't have to worry. There's nothing I said in Urdu that I haven't said in English. This is Allah's Ta'ala's kindness on us. That He lets us over and over again, so many times a day, so many days a year, for so many years, talk to Him in a heartless manner. There's no other relationship with except that heartlessness that we bring to Allah Ta'ala and Muhammad. Hmm? No other relationship but except. And then imagine, Ya Allah, you make dua. Ya Allah, if you're accepting my heartless salah, so surely how would you accept my heartfelt salah? Hmm? If you, Allah Ta'ala, had given me tawfiq to bring my body and tongue to salah, and you are the only one and only same Allah Ta'ala who can give me tawfiq to bring my heart into salah. 
You have to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the next part of your step. You have to make dua. You have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, sometimes people come to me and say, Oh, I don't feel anything in my salah. Okay. How many times have you made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You're coming to me, I give you some tawheed, you want me to give you some zikr. We'll get to that later. First, tell me, have you made dua? The same words, what you're saying to me, say it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, I want to see you in salah. Did you ever make that dua? Yes, every one of you is shaykh of your heart. Yes, you're shaykh of your heart, and you have to make your heart breathe of Allah. That's it, that's all you have to do. You make dua, Ya Allah Ta'ala, make me feel you in salah. That's it. <coughs> it has to be done many times. Many times. As I told you, big sin requires big dua. Just like that, big, big network requires big dua. You're again the opposite. Small name we make big dua. Small name is job. Relatively speaking, compared to salah, job is a small name. You make big dua. Hmm? Big dua. Hmm? I've had people come to me crying because they lost their job. Now don't get me wrong, they just lost their job. They're not poor, they're not homeless, they're not starving, they're not under attack, they're not refugee. No, no. They have homes? Yes. They have food and fridge? Yes. They have clothing? Yes. They have enough savings for food for the next few months? Yes. They have all of that. They just lost their job, crying. I have people come to me and tell me they can't feel anything in Salah. No crying. <coughs> no crying. You lost your job and you still have, you're still comfortable in dunya. And that makes you cry. You lost Allah Ta'ala in Salah. And you don't cry. Just hmm? be don't make hmm? What is it that the person should cry about? Hmm? So yes, you have to cry to Allah Ta'ala. Can't say this at all. I don't pray salah because I don't feel anything. And you have to try to understand. Hmm? And for the young people, you should know that the number one way to make sure you will never feel anything in salah is to stop praying salah. Hmm? I guarantee. The only way to make sure the ruh will never come is to kill the body. The ruh can only come inside the body. The ruh will never come if there's no body. So you have to keep the body going until Allah Ta'ala gives you tawfiq, which is ruh, which is the feeling of salam. The first basic thing is salam. I'm going to tell you two basic things tonight. First is salam, second is sidq. You must be a person of sidq. Sidq means truth. Truth is much more than just speaking truth. Truth in our deen is being truth. There's a word in the Quran. Yes, it begins, you must always speak the truth. You must be true in every relationship. You must be true in every interaction. You must be true in every intention. Hmm? Like the Imam was telling you, why were you telling me to listen? Because the sit of the gathering is that you came, okay, maybe I might hear something that might connect me to Allah Taala. So I better listen carefully because I don't know what that something might be. Hmm? And I don't want to miss it. That's called sit. And if you come just to check things out, or to look around, or to see who's listening, or see who's there, then that's not sit. And remember that hadith I told you about the first people who go to Jahannam. 
basically that concept that they weren't only, they were also for the absence of shirk. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to show on the day of judgment, it's not true shirk. It wasn't true shirk. didn't have sirk. Tadik. Hmm? We say in our tradition, talab or sirk. Or talab ni sirk. Talab or sirk or talab ni sirk. If you want to have desire and passion for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you want to be true, and you want to be true in your desire and passion for Him. <coughs> so check in your life. Because first check, you can check your salah on your own. And second, check your life on your own. Where are you untrue? Is there something untrue in your earning? Is there something untrue in your speaking? Is there something untrue in any relationship you have and you're interacting? <coughs> Where is it that you're untrue? Namaz or sat? Namaz or sat? So many masayik used to just teach people two things. People used to say, what did I learn? From ulama masyaikis, I came, I spent years with them and learned two things, salah and truth. In Urdu means namaz and sat. Two things I learned, and it took them years to learn it. It took them years to learn it. Hmm? True to your wife. What does it mean to be true to your wife? True to your wife means you never look with a single glance of lust at any rare letter. That means true to your wife. What does it mean even if, even if you didn't do anything? Even if you desire to hear Mehrub, you're untrue to your wife. Untrue. Untrue. True to your Imam, true to your Muqtadi, true to fellow members of your community. Hmm? There's a high level in our deen, a high standard of truth. I'll even take it one step further. To be true to her, she's hear Mehrub, but she's non-Muslim. Right? So what's her right over you? She's a non-Muslim. Was her right over you that you notice her beauty? She doesn't know any better. She's showing her beauty because she hasn't been given hidayah yet, right? What was her right over you? That you notice her physical beauty or that you worry about her spiritual beauty? Her haq over you, you had iman, you were supposed to do that on her. You did nazar for her. You know, no, that's how they walk around or they weren't properly clothed. But that, that's, that's her own amal, that's her own affair. You have nothing to do with that. <coughs> That doesn't justify you to look in any way or feel anything. And if you couldn't fulfill that right that she has over you, you were supposed to introduce her to the beauty of Allah subhanahu If you couldn't do that, at the very least, you shouldn't betray her by noticing her beauty. Untrue. Yes, you can be untrue to a non-Muslim. Hmm? Untrue to non-Muslim. Untrue to Muslim. Untrue to wife. Untrue to stranger. Hmm? In so many ways, we're untrue. Untrue to your boss, hmm? if you don't work properly, you don't work as hard as you can, or you don't work as well as you can, untrue to your boss, untrue to your business partner, untrue to your employee, you don't take care of your employee, you don't ask about them. Some of us are untrue to our own children. Hmm? You don't spend time with children, untrue to your children. You don't care about the children, untrue to your children. You don't make dua for the children, untrue to your children. You understand there's much more about than just being honest. Hmm? It's a whole chapter, it's a whole ocean. Salah is an ocean, and Sid is an ocean. And Deen trains us to be deep sea divers and explorers of that ocean. And just like this ocean, the pearls and gems are in the bottom of the ocean. They're not floating on the top. You've got to dive. 
Forget it. Just like that in Salah, and in Sid, the pearls of these things are deep down. Deep. At the end of the day, you have to go all the way. All the way. <coughs> if we could manage to go all the way in this world, then there's a next life called Akhirah. If you go all the way in being in this world, then Allah Ta'ala will take you all the way in Akhirah. That's concept. Let's just understand what Jannah is. And this is the last thing I can tell you tonight. You must understand what Jannah is, and then you'll be willing to sacrifice for it. If you get Jannah, inshallah Ta'ala grant us Jannah, and the life that leads to Jannah, and the actions that lead to Jannah, and Allah Ta'ala keep us away from the amal that would deprive us of Jannah. If you get Jannah, what is Jannah? Allah Akbar Sallallahu Number one, in Jannah, you become a Sahabi of Nabi You become Sahabi. You're not Madani Sahabi. You weren't Makki Sahabi. But you can become Jannati Sahabi. Jannati Sahabi means Abadi Sahabi. Forever. The eternal companion of Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's Jannah. Eternal companion. What else is Jannah? You become the eternal lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What else is Jannah? You become the eternal beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some Arifin, Arifin means in English, um, people who know a lot about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they tackle this issue that why is Jannah forever? Because if you ask your mind, your mind will say only Allah should live forever. You're human beings. There's a reason for this. Why you will live forever? Because Allah Taala's love for Ahlul Jannah and the Ahlul Jannah's love for Allah Taala is unlimited. It cannot be contained in time. And that love will keep increasing eternally. Mm-hmm. Means you will love Allah Ta'ala in Jannah, and you will fall deeper in love with Him in Jannah, and you will keep falling more and more deeper and deeper in love with Him forever. And Allah Ta'ala will love you in Jannah, and He will keep loving you in Jannah, and He will keep loving you more in Jannah. And he will keep loving you more and more and more forever. And he is in the stan as he is. He is to go in the hani and sakta ko istitami and sakta ye istiyadiji. Means that true love knows no end. True love has no bounds. And because Jannah is when the true beloved, Allah subhanahu wa and the true lover is <laughs> of the mu'min, salih get to be together, then that can have no bounds. So Allah Ta'ala out of His command, that we will only live forever because Allah Ta'ala wishes. He is Al-Hayyul Qayyum, He lives on His own. We will live because He wants us to live forever. And just imagine that. That Allah Ta'ala who wants you to live, He wants, Wallahu yadu ila dar salam He's saying in Quran, I'm inviting you to Jannah. Allah Ta'ala wants you to enter Jannah. He wants you to live forever. He wants to love you forever. Can't you love him for 60 years of your life? Hmm? Jo zaat aapko hamesha 
اپنی محبت اور عشق کی جہان میں رکھنا چاہتے ہیں کیا آپ ایک اس دنیا میں ساتھ ستر سال کی وفا نہیں
the same eye you let me look at Quran. Hmm? It's your kareem. Nobody else knows that you know the book of deeds of my eye. You know the book of deeds of my tongue. You even let me say your name, Allah, with this tongue. Hmm? So we are, each and every one of you and me are walking, living, breathing proof of the mercy of Allah SWT. We are drowning in the mercy of Allah SWT. Hmm? May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to be a sin-free life that will change all of our masiyat and jiratat, our siyat and jihasanat, our moments of rahmah and zikr, our moments of anfis and truth. May Allah Ta'ala give us healing in our salah, may He give us truth in our relations with one another, may He make us His true and loyal and loving and obedient servant and slave, may He bestow upon us a crown as His slavehood. The robe of taqwa, the mm-hmm. of taqwa, the garment and gown and cloak and the robe and adornment of taqwa, and may take out everything that is untrue from our heart and untrue in our life. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين تنبيك تلوهم أنت خير الراحمين ربنا لا تذكرونا بعد ذلكنا وحملنا من لدنك الرحمة إنك أنت الوهاب يا رب الكريم يا سبحانك for all the sins that we ever did forgive us for the sins that we did in the day Forgive us for the sins that we did at night. Forgive us for the sins that we did alone. Forgive us for the sins that we did amongst others. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for the sins that we remember. Forgive us for the sins that we've forgotten. Ya Rabbi Kareem, wipe away the sins from our heart. Wipe away the sins from our mind. Ya Rabbi Kareem, the distance that came between us and you because of our sin, wipe away that gap. Wipe away that distance, Ya Rabb. Ya Rabb, the apathy, laziness that came in our deen because of our sins. Remove that laziness, Ya Rabb. Make us strong in deen, passionate in deen, grant us talab in deen, sidq in deen. Make us mustaqeem in our deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Malik Bina'am Kama Farma. Rahmat Kama Amna Farma. Karam Kama Amna Farma. Fazl Kama Amna Farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Jeeva Apne Deen Ke Zahir Ke Saath Hame Nasheed Farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Deen Ke Baatin Bhi Ata Farma. Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ke Baatini Akhlaq Nasheed Farma. Baatini Sifat Nasheed Farma. Baatini Akhwal Nasheed Farma. Unki Baatin Ki Vrasat Hame Nasheed Farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Zahir Me Aap Ke Bande Hain. Baatin Hai Ya Rabbi Kareem, Manafik make every one of us every man who is listening a husband like Nabi Akrim make the women who are listening wives like the Ummahatul Mu'mineen Make us better parents for our children, make us better children to our parents, make us better siblings to one another, make us better friends to one another, make us a better community to each other, make us better humans for the non Muslims. Accept us for dawah of deen, accept us for khidmat of deen, grant us the tafakkur understanding of deen, grant us a 
amal and practice on deen and ya rab grant us ikhlas in our amal let everything we do be only for you remove all the also from our heart remove all of the also from our mind remove all the also from our intention har milaf ko khatam kar dijiye hame ya rab khalis bana dijiye mukhlis bana dijiye ya rab kareem हमें हमारे सर पर अपना गुलामी के ताज लगा दीजिए हमारे आने वाले नस्ल को भी अरब ईमान की हिफाजत फरमा क्या तक तमाम आने वाले नस्ल को हर फितना से महफूज फरमा हर जजालियत से महफूज फरमा हर बेदीनी से महफूज फरमा तुम्हारी नस्ल को अरब सादहीन का नस्ल बना मुफ्तकीन का नस्ल बना अपने चाहने वालों के नस्ल बना अपने मानने वालों से बना तेरे बिक्री में दुआ फॉर ऑल ऑफ़ चिल्ड्रेन ऑल ऑफ़ प्रोजनी ऑल ऑफ़ डिसेंडेंट्स रब Ya Rab, you are our Malik, Ya Rab. We've seen in this world, Ya Rab, if the slave makes a mistake, the master covers up for them. It'll be your slaves, Ya Rab. If we've hurt anyone, make it up for them for on our behalf, Ya Rab. Send your nur in their heart, your hidayah in their heart. Send some bounty upon them, some blessings upon them. Compensate them, Ya Rab. And Ya Rab, on this night, we make dua for the youth of this ummah. We make dua, Ya Rab, that you guide them to Islam, guide them to Deen. Put a love in their hearts to Quran. A love. In their hearts, the Nabi Akram, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and we make dua for all of the Muslims, of the Asinin of the Ummah, all the refugee war affected of the Ummah, all the poor and needy from the Ummah. The Nabi Akram show them hope when they see none, be their helper when they have none, be their protector when they have none. Rescue them, Ya Rabb, from every oppression. Rescue them, Ya Rabb, from every violence. The Nabi Akram. Grant the world peace again. Grant us harmony again. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us members of peace, people of peace, guardians of peace, spreaders of peace. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make dua especially for the women and children who are affected. Ya Rabbi Kareem, they are weak. Ya Rabb, you are Al Qawi, Al Qawi Al Mutin. Ya Rabb, guard them from your strength, protect them from your strength. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make dua for all of the needy and poor in the world. Ya Rabbi, we make dua for all of the people. Grant them iman. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Rabbi, we ask that you accept. Any dua on the heart of anyone, any plea on the tongue of anyone, any dua on the mind of anyone, except our pious duas, except our noble wishes, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana tukumbal minna inna ka anta al-Sami'ul Adim. Watubu alayna inna ka anta al-Tawabul Rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Birahmatika ya Alhamdulillah. Thank <laughs> you.